Big Ten Media Days are here, and Penn State is going to have some pretty interesting questions thrown their way. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NBA Draft Go Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow, and the Locked On NBA host John Carolus will be live this year covering all things NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick and follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're an NBA fan, you absolutely want to get in on this live NBA Draft coverage Nobody is doing it as well as the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the host here of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast and, of course, the editor of Nittany Lions Wire, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Go ahead and check us out at nittanylionswire.usatoday.com. Contributed to Athlon Sports as well. Just going to throw that in there. But, yes, Big Ten Media Days are here. That is the big story for the rest of this week as Penn State and uh, a number of other schools are going to be uh, – getting a chance to meet with the media on Thursday in Chicago, and then things will wrap up on Friday with a few more schools that still have to go. Uh, but James Franklin, Tariq Casherfield, Shahad Dotson, and PJ Mustafer all in Chicago, or will be in Chicago very soon, maybe even by the time you're listening to this, to attend Big Ten Media Days. It's uh, an exciting time because Media Days are the first big step towards getting into college football season for a lot of people uh you know we've gone through spring we've gone through the heyday of the summer but now the media days are here the sec is doing their thing big 10 is going to be doing theirs and of course the big 12 has been doing theirs uh and so this is the exciting time this is the the talking season if you will and we're going to dive into it today i've got some questions that i think are going to be presented to james franklin and some of the players just to kind of gauge their reaction so we'll talk about that in today's episode of course i do want to remind you that you can also make sure you are following this podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast so you never miss a single episode we are back to monday through friday five episodes a week if you've been missing some of the updates from this week we are back to five days a week here on the locked on nittany lines podcast so now is a great time to hop in and make sure you're following on your preferred podcasting app you can also reach out to us on our Twitter account at Locked On Nittany. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. We've got the Facebook poll up there right now, so go ahead and check in on the Facebook page. Let us know how many wins you're predicting for Penn State. And at the end of the week on Friday, we're going to recap some of the things that happened at Big Ten Media Day from Penn State, but we're also going to break down some of your reactions in our weekly Facebook poll. So it's going to be going all week. Go ahead and head over to our Facebook page and submit your prediction. Some of your thoughts some of your commentary we're going to bring in some of the best comments that we get and put them in the podcast for you and of course we're also on instagram and we are on twitch we're going to start doing some more with those so don't worry and always be on the lookout we are still working on getting things set up for youtube for our channel or our podcast and well we've got a couple other things in the works as well so always stay tuned the best way to do that is on twitter i think at locked on nittany interact with us send us your questions send us your comments we'll mix them into the podcast as well so, as I said, a Big Ten Media Day is going to begin on Thursday, and I'm looking forward to seeing what some of the, uh, the questions and the storylines are going to be. Uh, I think that the, some of the big storylines, I think, as far as the Big Ten is concerned is, first of all, you've got Ohio State. They're once again going to be clearly the prohibitive favorite in the Big Ten. I guess the big question will be, is there anybody in this conference that is ready to challenge Ohio State? 
Is Penn State ready to challenge Ohio State? Is this going to be a year where Michigan makes a, a, a good run? Uh, is Indiana for real? Is any team in the Big Ten West going to stand out above all else in that division? I think Wisconsin and Iowa are probably the most likely candidates, but you know this has been a wide-open division. Northwestern has won the division two of the last three years, uh, so this is a division that always seems like it's a pretty wide open race, and I think that that's pretty exciting to watch from afar. Obviously, I don't have a rooting interest in what happens in the Big Ten West, but I, I think it's been one of the more interesting or maybe overlooked division races the last couple of years. And I'm looking to see if Wisconsin lives up to some of their preseason hype. Iowa lives up to their preseason hype as well. I mean, those are two teams that are easily in the top 25, according to many. Uh, are, are they able to take a next step? You know, Wisconsin's probably going to get some higher praise coming into the season than Iowa. I think Iowa's probably a pretty tough team as well. But I, I think Wisconsin would probably be my favorite. But we have lots of time to get into preseason predictions and all of that. I think some of the other storylines, certainly as far as the Big Ten West is concerned, is is this a year where Nebraska finally gets into a bowl game? It's been a while. I think Nebraska fans have been waiting Patiently, impatiently, I don't know which way you fall on that one, but I feel like this is a pretty big year for Scott Frost in Nebraska. Uh, P.J. Fleck in Minnesota, they're going to bounce back a little bit. And hello, Brett Bielema. Welcome back to the Big Ten. New head coach of the Illinois Fighting Illini. I think he's going to do some really good things with the Illini. I said on the Locked on Big Ten podcast yesterday, hopefully you got a chance to check that out, but I'm pretty optimistic about Brett Bielema coming back to the Big Ten and turning things around with that Illinois program. I think there's a lot of good potential with that Illinois program. I think Brett Bielema, knowing the Big Ten footprint, the way that he did at Wisconsin, I think he's going to be a pretty successful coach and kind of redeeming himself after his stint with Arkansas following his success at Wisconsin. And I'm wondering, uh, was Wisconsin more a product of Brett Bielema's uh, head coaching because they have certainly been pretty good under Paul Christ as well. They haven't necessarily lost a whole lot of steps since Brett Bielma left. And then he went down to Arkansas and kind of got roughed up in the SEC a little bit. Now he's coming back to the Big Ten. So I know he ruffles a lot of feathers around the Big Ten and maybe some Penn State fans have some different opinions of Brett Bielma, but I look at him coming back to the Big Ten and I think he's set up for some pretty good things in the future with that Illinois program. It's not going to happen overnight, but I do think that that's going to be a program just to keep an eye on because I think Brett Bielma is a good Big Ten coach, and I think he's going to do some good things with that Illinois program. So shifting gears back to Penn State and what to expect out of Big Ten media day, I do think that there are some very key questions for head coach James Franklin, who will be speaking at noon Eastern on Thursday from Chicago at the Big Ten media press conference availability. Um, I, I think he's going to have some pretty big questions thrown his way. I don't know if we'll necessarily get a whole lot of answers that are really going to satisfy a lot of people. But I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the questions that I think he's going to be facing coming up in our next segment. With baseball in its second half of the season and college football in the NFL just around the corner, now is a great time to check out all the offerings from BetOnline. All you have to do is go to the website on your phone or on your desktop. It's BetOnline.ag. You sign up for a free account, and then, of course, when you make your initial deposit, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and they're going to throw in a 50% welcome bonus on top of that first deposit. Lots of stuff to keep you entertained. They've got always updated odds and 
the props for all the sports action and non-sports action that's out there. So make sure you check them out today and see what the win total is for Penn State, other teams around the Big Ten, and of course get an early look at some of the lines for the, some of the biggest games on college football schedule for the 2021 season. Once again, head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, if you're not following us on Twitter, well, why not take care of that right now? Go to twitter.com, log into your Twitter account, and follow us at Locked On Nittany. Send us your questions, send us your comments. Just join the interactive discussions that we're bound to have from now throughout the course of the season. Now, there's no better time to be following the podcast. There's no better time to be following us on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. All right, so as I have said on a couple of occasions already, tomorrow is the start of Big Ten Media Day, and I don't think it's an overstatement to suggest that Penn State is one of the more intriguing teams coming into this year's Big Ten season and the Big Ten Media Days. I've already kind of touched on some of the other significant storylines that I'll be paying close attention to with Brett Bielema at Illinois coming back to the Big Ten, whether or not there's anybody in that Big Ten West that's going to challenge uh, anyone who comes out of the Big Ten East, uh, <clears throat> Ohio State. Uh, but I do think that Penn State, Indiana, Nebraska, these are all teams that I think I've got some pretty important questions about coming into the new season. Can Nebraska go to a bowl game this year? Was Indiana a little bit of a flash in the pan last season, or are they going to carry over some of that momentum and prove that last year was not a fluke? I'm a little skeptical just based on where I feel like Indiana is going to be this year. I think Indiana is a good team. I said this on Locked on Big Ten on Tuesday. Indiana is a good team. Let's not discredit them. They earned everything they had last year. I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them this season because now people know what to expect. And I think that programs like Penn State, Michigan, they're going to go through a little bit more of a typical regular season and regular season process. And maybe that levels things a little bit more. Uh, the way that they traditionally have been. Uh, Indiana has to go to Penn State. But let's just focus on Penn State because, obviously, that's what this podcast is all about. We talk about Penn State football here on Locked on Nittany Line. So I think that Penn State is coming into this Big Ten media day circuit as one of the more intriguing teams for 2021. We've already seen some of the preseason expectations by some uh, scouts and analysts out there. Uh, suggesting that this is going to be a team ripe for a really solid rebound year. I happen to be among them. I really do feel like Penn State has got everything set up for a solid rebound season. It's not going to be easy, given the schedule. But I think that's going to be one of the biggest questions that is asked of James Franklin. What do you take from the 2020 season? How much stock do you put in that year as a suggestion of this is where Penn State is or heading, or you just chalk it up to a bizarre set of circumstances for the 2020 season and Penn State just couldn't get any breaks to go their way? Sometimes that happens, and maybe that's a perfectly acceptable answer. I'll be very curious to see how James Franklin handles that question because I'm sure that that's going to be something that's thrown his way as we look forward to 2021. I will say, though, that I don't anticipate that James Franklin is going to have a really solid, in-depth explanation for everything that went down in 2020. I think Media Day is a good opportunity for coaches to kind of just turn the page. Maybe they'll have to address a couple things here and there, but I think this is just the time where you're turning the page, you're looking forward, and you're setting your focus entirely on what's in front of you, not necessarily what's behind you. 
I think that is a typical coaching strategy when you go into these media day type events. I don't think a lot of coaches are going to dwell on the past. Even if you've had a successful season, the message at media day is always going to be about what you're looking forward to for the upcoming year. So when James Franklin is asked to assess everything that happened in 2020, I'm sure he'll have some insight that he'll share, but I don't expect him to spend a whole lot of time on that before he really flips the page to the next chapter of Penn State football, which will be the 2021 season. This is also a good opportunity to kind of catch up on some of the storylines that we were paying attention to in the spring. Maybe you tailed off or backed off a little bit from the coverage since spring football. But one of the questions that we had going into the spring still seems to be unresolved as Penn State arrives for Big Ten Media Day. And that is whether or not Penn State is going to add a quarterback through the transfer portal. If you go back to the spring, that was one of the big headlines. We already know that Sean Clifford is going to be the starting quarterback. There's no question about that. The question is, what happens if you have to replace Sean Clifford because he is struggling, as we saw last year, or because he gets injured and he's unavailable? There's not a lot of experience behind him at the quarterback position, as talented as Taquan Roberson and Christian Velu may end up being. And it could be very good quarterbacks for Penn State. And maybe they surprise a lot of people if given that opportunity this year. But the big takeaway that James Franklin had in the spring was that he wanted to add a quarterback that has experience to back up Sean Clifford should they need it, because that is quite a luxury to have. And when you feel like you've got a lot of other good pieces in place, the last thing you want to have is a question mark at your quarterback position. Now, Penn State did apparently go out and try to get TJ Finley, the transfer from LSU, who actually ended up transferring to Auburn. Looked like Penn State was in that final mix before that decision was made. I don't know how close they were to landing that commitment through the transfer portal, but the fact remains, you know, you fast forward to the middle of July, getting close to the end of July, and Penn State, even though they have made some moves through the transfer portal, they have not addressed the quarterback position. So that is going to be a question that I think will be brought to James Franklin and potentially some of the players as well. I think it's more of a coaching question, but I have to imagine that he's probably still got an eye on the transfer portal, and there are certainly some quarterbacks that are out there, but the fact that they haven't landed one of those yet tells me that maybe Penn State is just going to move forward here without making any additions. Maybe they don't feel like anybody that's out there right now is going to be a good fit for what they're trying to do with Mike Yurcich, new offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, and just their entire roster already in place. You know, Maybe this is something they're, they're, they tried, they failed, and now they're moving on to plan B. And maybe plan B is what you already have on your roster. If that's the case, then you better hope that one of two things happens. One, Sean Clifford doesn't get injured, doesn't need to be pulled, has a really good year, and has no reason to be uh, giving any quarterback competition for anybody along the way. Or B, well, one of these guys that's on the roster surprises you and shines in that moment whenever that opportunity is given, whether it's Robeson or Velo. Uh, it doesn't matter which quarterback you're talking about. As long as they surprise you and deliver, then there's no reason to be concerned. But it is interesting to me that we have not seen any developments through the transfer portal. Hey, who knows? Maybe while they're in Chicago for Big Ten Media Day, maybe they pull a quarterback transfer uh, out of the portal. I don't know. But the fact that they haven't done so yet, I think leads to another pretty significant question for James Franklin to answer while he is at Big Ten Media Day. Got a couple other questions I want to throw out your way and see what you guys think. And of course, we can always add to the conversation by following us on Twitter at Locked on Nittany and send us some of the questions that you would be asking 
at Big Ten Media Day. We'll try to react to some of them on Twitter. Obviously, Thursday is when Big Ten Media Day will kick off, so we'll have some reaction from some of Thursday's developments uh, as we go into our Friday podcast. But feel free to send in your comments along the way. React to the stuff that comes out of Big Ten Media Day and some of your questions, and we'll try to get them involved on the Friday edition of the Locked on the Alliance podcast as well. Time now for a quick break, and when it's my break time at work, I'm making sure I grab my nearest Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a chocolate bar, and they really are the best tasting protein bars out there. And they've got a variety of flavors. There's a little bit of something for everybody, whether you like coconut, whether you like brownie, whether you like peanut butter or salted caramel, so many different flavors to choose from. And they're always adding new and limited edition flavors, so you wanna make sure you're following them on Twitter at bar underscore built, and you get the first look at all the great new flavors that they're throwing out. Out there and you got to take advantage of them as soon as they become available because they go by so quickly you want to make sure you bookmark their website at built.com what makes built bar so great is not only are they great tasting but they're also healthy too most flavors come between 130 and 180 calories 17 or 18 grams of protein and four or five grams of sugar it all depends on which one you get so check them all out at built.com and if you order today get the raspberry mint brownie whatever you like make sure you use the promo code locked 15 and save yourself 15 percent off at builtbar.com one more time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. One last reminder today, make sure you stop by our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany, and make sure you look for the Facebook poll. It's going to be running all week long. It's really more just kind of getting some of your reactions and comments to our poll question of the week, which is how many wins do you think Penn State is going to be good for? in the 2021 season. Already getting a couple interesting reactions. I will share some of my thoughts on the Friday edition of the podcast. I haven't exactly gone officially on record yet with a official win count for Penn State. I'm getting very close to that. We're gonna do that very soon. I do think though that Penn State is the second best team in the Big Ten East. I'm just gonna leave it at that for right now. Now as we shift back our focus to the Big Ten Media Day, which is going to get started on Thursday. I've already addressed some of the big questions that I have in mind, but I want to blitz through a couple more questions. I wrote about this on NittanyLionsWire.com, so if you want to check out the written context of this, uh, feel free to do that. NittanyLionsWire, actually NittanyLionsWire.USAToday.com and look for the five questions for Penn State at Big Ten Media Day. It's going to be one of the featured stories on the website today, so if you want to check it out. But a couple other questions that I threw into the conversation. Uh, one, addressing the defensive line. We already know that Penn State has seen some roster turnover at the defensive line position due to players leaving early for the NFL draft or transferring or just simply graduating. Uh, so, but they did address some of those needs through the transfer portal. We were just talking about the transfer portal in the last segment with the quarterback situation. Well, they've added two defensive linemen transfers uh, with experience. So Arnold Nabikity from Temple, Derek Tangelo from Duke. These are both guys that you can slide right into your defensive line along with P.J. Mustafer. P.J. Mustafer, by the way, going to be one of the three Penn State players attending Big Ten Media Day as a player representative. Uh, and this is a pretty solid defensive line, I think, that Penn State has going for them. I think that it's going to be a question of how quickly they gel together, how quickly they're able to play as a unit that's going to wreak havoc. Uh, ultimately, if Penn State's going to succeed, they need that defensive line to come together very quickly because they're going up against some really good offensive lines this year. Uh, not only are they going up against two of the best in the Big Ten West, 
two schools that traditionally have solid offensive linemen in Wisconsin and Iowa. Ohio State is obviously loaded in the trenches. Indiana's got a pretty good offensive line, too. So, I mean, those are four good offensive lines that they already have going for them. Uh, I haven't really done a whole lot of research to know how good Auburn's offensive line is, but I know they've got a tremendous running back. So, it's going to be very important for that defensive line to really come together very quickly and maybe develop one of the other players. Maybe Adisa Isaac is going to be the, the next breakout star. But all things considered, considering you have so many new faces and some big shoes to fill, I think it's very important for the defensive line to be on track as early as possible. I would also have a question about the running back position because uh, obviously Noah Kane's health is going to be very key for what Penn State does as far as running the football is concerned. But I think that they're well positioned to have a little bit more of a running back by committee where they've got different guys that can do a couple different things or just kind of split the reps. Uh, Kevon Lee, I thought, had a really good year once he got some opportunities last year. I think Devin Ford will grow from his experience uh, in 2020. I know it wasn't a great year for Devin Ford, but I think that he's still a talented young player that you can continue to develop and work into the picture here. And I really like the addition of Baylor transfer John Lovett, another transfer player. <laughs> I feel again talking so much about the transfer portal additions for Penn State still lacking that quarterback but I think John Lovett from Baylor brings experience brings the leadership uh, has what James Franklin calls a home run threat capability so I think the running back situation is going to be pretty good but I do wonder uh, what's the update on Noah Kane and what are they looking to do with all these running backs coming into this new season and finally, I know that the wide receiver position is certainly in good hands with Jahad Dotson, but it would certainly be beneficial for Penn State and Sean Clifford if they can get some more reliable receptions from some of these other younger wide receivers. You know, Parker Washington racked up a lot of stats last year. Uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith is a player that I still think is going to be fully capable of kind of at a little bit of a breakout season, getting some more production in the passing game. I'm looking forward to what this passing game does, but I know that during the spring – they were still looking for some big playmakers in that passing game at the wide receiver position. So I understand that that was a concern in the spring. That's why you saw conversation about uh, Marquise Wilson uh, potentially being moved from secondary to wide receiver or maybe even playing both ways because they feel like he is capable of making some big things happen on offense. So I think this, the search is certainly there to find some help at the wide receiver position. You already know you have one of the best in the Big Ten in Dotson. There's no question about that. I think, again, Parker Washington had a really good year last year. Some confidence there. But I still think that Penn State would love to see some of these other younger guys continue to develop and show some reasons why they should be trusted in some big moments as well. And obviously the tight end position, you know, I, th I think Brenton Strange might be your starter, but, you know, are you looking at that tight end position to kind of step up as well? think there's some potential there at that position to really kind of contribute in this new style offense so I guess the other big question is how different is the offense going to look you know Mike Yurcich I'm a big fan of I think there's a lot of good things to look forward to here with Mike Yurcich as the offensive coordinator but I think one of the things that needs to be addressed is just how different is this offense going to be obviously we got some mild tastes of it in the spring but uh, when it comes time to play some actual games against Big Ten competition you have to be at your best. You're going to need an offense that's not predictable and certainly willing to take some risks. I think all the pieces are there for that to be the case for Penn State. That has typically worked in their favor over the years under James Franklin, no matter who the quarterback was. Uh, certainly under Trace McSorley, I think it has continued under Sean Clifford. Uh, taking some home run threats and, and chances is perfectly fine. And I'm just looking to see what Mike Yersich does differently with this offense. I think we're all looking forward to it. But, of course, that's going to be one of the questions 
that I think is going to have to be addressed uh, this week at Big Ten Media Day. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. Uh, Hopefully, you're checking us out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But if you are using that Odyssey app, now is a great time to make sure you're locked in, if you're an NBA fan, to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. That's right, starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is presented by Locked On and Odyssey. And it's going to feature analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts. That's, of course, Chad Ford. And Odyssey NBA experts, including Brian Scalgreen and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts are also making selections. They're making trades for all of your favorite basketball teams throughout the week-long special event. All you have to do is search for the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. You can do that on the Odyssey app or, again, wherever you get your podcast. And a reminder, don't forget that Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. You can take it on the go. You can listen to it in the car. You can listen to it at work. The Odyssey app is a great place to get all the media content you need to consume, including the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast, as well as the Locked On Big Ten podcast, which I was on there yesterday. So make sure you go back and check that out for yourselves. Remember, it's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. One final reminder, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Don't forget to like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. And we're also on Instagram and on Twitch using the same username of Locked On Nittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Don't forget to check out all of our Penn State coverage over on Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. You can also check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Until next time, everybody, once again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the support and feedback on this podcast. We could not do it without you. So until next time, everybody, have a great day. Come back. We'll do it all again tomorrow. See you guys.